Thank you for joining me, Bertie Brits, in today's live session of Dynamic Web Church. God is a God that loves you, God is a God that cares for you, and He is going to show it to you in this service. Thank you that you've joined me. I believe you're going to be blessed, you're going to be touched, you're going to be impacted by the message of God's grace. The vision that I have is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the world and to see as many people as possible pastored in the message of God's grace to the point where they can go and just live this message in the world and be witnesses for Jesus Christ. So many times Christians aren't witnesses for Jesus, but they are witnesses for Moses, and that is actually speaking of the law. They are witnesses for do's and don'ts and human wisdom and all of those types of things. Well, the vision that I have is to see you established in the message of grace so that you can, from a point of dignity and worth, go and experience Jesus and let others experience Him through the powerful anointing of the Holy Spirit that is within you. Yesterday I received a letter from a brother in Kenya. Now, this man wrote a letter and he basically said, Bertie, please pray for our nation because it's going so bad. Everything is absolutely chaos. The price of food went up by five times. It is just chaos. I can't actually even send you this email because the internet cafe is so expensive. Everything has changed. He says some of the people, they don't even know where they are. People die. They disappear. Things happen. It's, it's actually such a mess and um, please pray for our nation. And in that he also said that how can we now come and do a crusade there because man, everything is chaos. We cannot come for our crusades that we're supposed to do there the, uh, this year because of that. Now I do believe that the things are going to change and in today we're going to pray for them. But what I want to say about that is as I listened to that, as I read that letter, I became despondent. And in my heart I just felt, man, what a waste of preaching the gospel over the last couple of years, 20 years, the last 15 years. I know of so many people that went to do gospel crusades, outreaches, everything in that nation. And look where it is now. It's as if a voice came to me and says, now what does it help? And as I was thinking about this, and I spoke to one of my friends about that, I spoke to Helena about that, the Lord started to speak to me and He said to me, Bertie, but do they know the message of grace? Do they know the true gospel? And that is the fruit of not knowing the true gospel. We should, of course, there will be people that know the true gospel there. Of course, there are people there that has given their life to Jesus. But are they empowered by my grace? Man, that just gave me such a fire in my spirit. And that's why we have this web church. That's why we do gospel crusades. Because we want to see people get right into the message of God's unconditional love, mercy and grace. Now, there are so many people today that are caught in this, this jail, this fear of God. Because they're so afraid of God. Because they think God can harm them. God can hurt them. Because they don't know how much God loves them. And this is the vision that I have, to share this gospel with you today, that you can say, my God, thank you that I can know the grace of God, that I can be established in the grace of God, and that I can be set free and walk in the liberty that you have given me. Amen. Now, today we're going to, this is the first time we're going to do this. You must remember, Dynamic Web Church has only had uh, four, five, this is the sixth live broadcast on a Sunday. I think we've had eight. But this is sixth one that's live on a Sunday. So I want to just say, listen, we are starting off with this thing. We are just learning how everything works. So today we're going to have a wor- worship. We're going to have three songs. And I want you to enjoy this. You know, music is such a powerful medium. As you listen to the music, you will just find that your, your, your whole body, everything just becomes peaceful. And you open your heart for the message of God's grace. So I want to tell you, just relax, sit back and say, My God, thank you that I can listen to this music. Don't even try to sing. Don't even try to remember the words. You know, if it starts to come naturally, yes, sing with it. But the idea is for you to watch the pictures that I put on the screen and to just listen or, um, yes, listen to the words and just let it touch your heart. And after the worship, we're going to talk a little bit about finances. I want to... Um, just speak a little bit about some of the testimonies, some of the miracles that happened in this week, and uh, then we're going to get right into the Word. Enjoy this.
Because you were forsaken, I'm accepted. You were condemned, and I'm alive and well. Your spirit is within me because you died and rose again. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. You were condemned, and I'm alive and well. Your spirit is within me because you died and rose again. Amazing love, and how can it be that you, my King, should die?
To my knees will I fall, will I sing hallelujah, will I be able to speak at all, I can only imagine, yes, I can only imagine, I can only imagine, when that day comes, when I find myself.
And as we listen to music, our hearts just soften and we just say, my God, you're such an awesome, awesome God. Isn't it wonderful to say that, you know, I can only imagine how wonderful it would be to see Jesus face to face. And that old song that is just never getting old, Amazing Grace. If we just think of how amazing the grace of God is that saved us, that taught our hearts how to fear God in a right way. It's by the grace of God and nothing else. Amen. It's just by the goodness of God. Now, before I start to get into the Word and speak about finances a bit and then into what I've got for today, in today's message, let's just pray together. Father, I thank you for everybody that has tuned into Dynamic Web Church today. I thank you they will just be blessed. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will just speak through me and touch the lives of every person that's part of this congregation. I thank you, my God, that this congregation will be a congregation that's so impacted by your love that they will go and impact others. My Father, I want to worship you for the honor that I have to have your good news in my mouth this morning, spreading this gospel worldwide. It was a dream in my heart for so long and it's just materialized. Thank you for that, my God. You are an awesome God of love. I bring everyone that's listening to my voice before you. Thank you for an open heart, an open spirit, a mind that says, I want to hear what God says to me this morning. And not a heart that says, well, I want to oppose, I want to stand against, but a heart that is open in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, my God. Amen. Well, first of all, I want to just thank everybody that's just visiting the church for the first time today. And I also want to thank everybody that's invited people to join us in Web Church today. You have just um, done one of the most wonderful things that a Christian can do. And that is to get people connected with the message of grace. Now, uh, inviting people to Web Church is one way in which you can get people connected to grace. You can speak to them. You can read them a scripture. You can give them a CD. You can download a file for them from um, Dynamic Love Ministries website or any other Grace Preachers website and give it to them and just minister the grace of God. But to me, there's no greater act of love than telling people about the message of God's grace. That is not by their works, but by the finished work of Jesus Christ. Because God showed His love towards us in that He gave His Son. We show our love towards God by accepting His Son. And we show our love towards people by giving His Son, Jesus Christ, to others through the preaching of the Gospel. Through just a simple message through preaching. Amen. I've just read it in Corinthians um, yesterday that God chose through the simplicity and the foolishness of preaching to convince people. And that's just the way it is. So many times, you know, when I was standing on a street corner or when I was going from house to house and I was just sharing the gospel, I would feel, man, this is such a simple thing to do. It is such a foolish thing to do. But that's the way God chose it. It was just by His choice to buy that foolish way of doing, by just sharing the gospel, by preaching the word. People should be saved. Now I tell you, by just getting into that, you might just think, or let me put it this way, you might think, what a foolish thing to just invite somebody to Web Church where I just preach the gospel today. You know, you might feel, man, they will not want to do it. But if you do it and they tune in and they listen to this, you will see what God does in that person's life if he accepts the gospel. And then he will say, my God, how awesome is this? And thank you for using me. So, if you've invited somebody today, Thank you for doing that. If they've slotted in, you are so welcome. I want you to just enjoy this message of grace. Amen. Now today, um, I want to just testify or speak of just two things that happened this week, two testimonies. I prayed for a lady um, over the phone. Most of this, our ministry happens over the phone. I prayed for a lady over the phone that is in um, Capri in Italy. And she had a very bad heart problem and knee problems. And to the point that she couldn't even walk steps, she couldn't stand up to answer the phone. She had a really bad problem. Somebody phoned from there, got me on the line, laid her hands on the lady's knees. I prayed a prayer of faith and God healed the lady. Amen. She went into town. She could walk. She could just live a normal life again and God just healed her. Now, isn't that awesome? That is so, so powerful. I'm so blessed not to say, um, (coughs) excuse me, not to say, God has used me, but to think that God 
healed somebody and that that person is so much better. She's experiencing, experiencing quality of life today. This morning, she's got a new body, a new heart, new knees. Isn't that awesome? And that is what God has done for her. Hallelujah. And he didn't say, well, do you have any secret sin in your life? Did you, um, where did you mess up? You didn't eat right. You didn't do this right or that right. Therefore, I, um, I cannot heal you or you must change this in your life. Then I will heal you. No, he just healed her because he loves her and because God has got a mandate to do it in this earth because of the obedience of Jesus Christ on behalf of man. So I want to tell you that God obeyed on your behalf in Jesus Christ. What that means was He did everything that needed to be done in order for you to be healed and to be used of God. Another testimony, um, this is a powerful testimony, there's a lady that phoned me 5 o'clock in the morning. And um, well, she first sent a text message to my phone and I saw the message, I woke up, I looked at it and I was so tired, I just, um, I didn't answer it. And in this message said, um, Pastor, could you please pray for me? I think I'm HIV positive and I'm going for a test today to see as if I am HIV positive. And uh, well, I, I was so tired, I just put the phone down. And about half an hour later, I got out of bed, came into the office and then she phoned me. And um, I picked the phone up and started to speak to her. I prayed for her. Now, I mean, she had all the symptoms of HIV AIDS in her body. She was so stressed out, I could just hear her voice was quivering, she was afraid. And um, I prayed for, experienced the powerful anointing of the Holy Spirit, and uh, well, said goodbye, put the phone down. Two minutes later, she sent an SMS, she said, Bertie, uh, I feel much, much better. You know, all these symptoms have just left my body, I am healed. And she still went for the test, and then it was negative, and later she sent another text message that said that those symptoms never returned, and she is completely healed. Now, isn't that awesome? You know, when a doctor tells you you are HIV positive, it's like a death sentence over you. You know, with cancer, if you've got cancer, the doctors might be able to do something. But when it comes to HIV AIDS, you're going to die of that sickness unless God supernaturally heals you. And she was healed. And that's just one of the many testimonies that we've received. You can go onto the website under testimonies. We've uploaded new testimonies. You can... Go and have a look at that. We've also uploaded our um, the the all the Sunday services. I think this Christmas service uploaded the New Year service. You can go and have a look at those services. It is absolutely awesome. Just go and uh, listen to it again and again. Like one of my friends said to me in the week, he said, "You know, Bertie, we cannot just listen to these messages once. We must listen to it again and again." And as I listen to it again. I just find new revelation. You, I just hear something that you've said that I didn't hear in the first message. So if you've listened to the message of grace, if you've listened to this on the Sunday, don't think that you know it because you've listened to it once. Uh, I preach it. I, I preach this message and every now and then I would listen to my own message and then I would say, man, that's powerful. Wow, I, you know, I didn't hear it that way. And it's out of my own mouth and I'm the man that preaches it. It's because it is inspired by the Holy Spirit. So, open your heart to listen to this over and over and to renew your mind by listening to this word. Hallelujah. Man, that is just so, so awesome. I'm so blessed to have this message of grace in my heart. Now, I want to say this. It just comes to my mind now. I'm reminded I must say this. I've prayed for these people and they got healed. And in the church today, there's this wrong concept of a set man. God has placed a certain man with a certain anointing in the earth. And there are some of them all over the earth, like, say, uh, Quibus van Rensburg, uh, T.B. Joshua, Benny Hinn, Bertie Brits, and you name whoever you want that you think has got an anointing. And then there's a teaching that says that we can get the anointing from those people. And that we are actually second-hand Christians and they've got the closer connection with God. Therefore, if they pray, then God will heal them more than if I pray. Now, that is not the truth. And so many times, scriptures are taken out of context with Elijah and Elisha. Now, if you're a first-time visitor and you're not even a Christian, you listen to this for the first time, just bear with me, you might not be, uh, understand this, but 
I want to just explain this for the people that heard this message over and over. And what they think is, if you submit long enough to the man of God, and honor the man of God long enough, then you're going to get his anointing. And um, that's the way you receive the anointing. Now, that is not the truth. It doesn't work that way. There's only one anointing, and that's the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which was poured out 2,000 years ago with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and whosoever believes enters into that anointing and can receive it by faith, and you can do the very same things. Don't think I'm the special person because I've got a special holiness in what I do and all those type of things. Therefore, I can heal more people and um, I'm just more anointed of God. I'm more favored of God. It's not the truth. You are the apple of God's eye. You are favored of God. You are approved of God. He loves you. He cares for you. And He has given you the Holy Spirit. So, don't, don't run after me. Don't run after any other man of God. Um, first, the first thing you do is you pray yourself. You lay your hands on the sick yourself. And then if you see it doesn't work and you need some help, then you can phone somebody and they can give you some advice in the Word of God that can help you. Now, if you join yourself up with a man of God, you will hear the teaching that he teaches and you can receive the same revelation as what he has and out of that, obviously, is what he functions, and you can sort of function out of that, and then you will do the same. So many times when you go to a man of God, and you see the power of God flowing, then you go out, you are all charged up, and you see the same type of things in your life for a week or two or a month, and then you see it dies down again. Now, it's not that you've received anointing from that man, it's just that that man has shown you how to operate in the anointing that you already have. Hallelujah! I've been anointed by the Holy Spirit in... 199 what was it yeah 1990 yeah 1989 1989 I, I get a bit confused there. in 1989 the holy spirit came upon me and i prayed for people and they got healed and i've still got that same anointing i'm not into a new dose of the holy ghost or a fresh fire or a fresh anointing or something like that what god has given you in the beginning is good enough but the devil has come and he wants to give you a teaching, or just preachers, they've come and given you a teaching that makes them, makes you dependent on them for anointing and for blessing and all of that. Now that is not what God has got for you. I want you to know that God has anointed you. You've got the power of the Holy Spirit. You can go and lay your hands on the sick. Go to, uh, on the website, go to Power Talk and listen to that teaching. I tell you, that teaching is straight from heaven. It's going to impact your life. And if you've listened to it once, listen to it again. I tell you, as I've ministered that, uh, that message, those three messages on how to heal the sick, I felt such a power of God. And it was just, I could just, it was tangible upon me for three days. <clears throat> and as I meditate on what I ministered there, I just experienced that again and again and again. So go and do that. And you are the blessed of God. Uh, preachers are there to minister to you. We are there to minister to you the message of God's grace. And then you minister to us in other ways as well. So, well, man, I just want to say that. Never think that I want to promote myself through this and say, you know, look at the ma- mighty man of God with anointing for the, and, and the power for the hour. No, you are God's anointed. You are the touched of God. Hallelujah. And God loves you. God cares for you. And God is just going to bring His powerful anointing over you. Amen. God is a good God. Now, there are people that are in need today that need prayer. And I would like to pray for any sick person. If you've got any sickness in your body, you can be touched of God today. And He loves you and He cares for you. Now, let's just pray together for every person that is sick. And I want us to pray for Kenya... Um, and as the nation goes through a very hard time and uh, people are struggling, Christians are struggling. Christians don't even know where their friends are. The pastors don't even know where their members are because they die. They, they get murdered. So let's just pray. Father, I thank you for your anointing that is upon me today. Thank you, my God, for your awesome, awesome life that can flow through people today. 
I bring healing to every sick person listening to my voice. In the mighty name of Jesus. I remove all sickness from them by the power invested into me through Jesus. I say you are healed now by the powerful anointing of the Holy Spirit. I bring the na- that nation of Kenya before you, my God. I pray for those Christians. I say you are touched by God with wisdom, with power, and you will never be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. I bring a change to that nation, to the leadership of that nation, to that whole, almost like a civil war that's in that nation. I say it ends in the name of Jesus and the gospel will prevail in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome to know that we've got power as Christians. You know, there are different forms of power in this world. You get power that comes through meditation. Just normal human power. Um, Never think that a sangoma or uh, a shrink or something like that cannot touch you spiritually. Inside us there's energy. Inside us there's power. And uh, people have gone through meditation and they've tapped into that power and they touch people. But there's a greater power than that and that's the power of God. Imagine the power of God can come and live in you. And you can tap into the power of God that by His words created the heavens and the earth and you through that speak. And you through that create in Jesus' mighty name. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. Now, um, I want to speak a little bit on finances just for a minute or two. Um, We're going to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. If you're visiting Web Church for the first time today, I want to tell you I am not a manipulative type of preacher manipulating you to get you uh, into giving to this ministry. I will never do that. That is, you know, if I should do that, I would feel as if I am denying the Lord Jesus Christ and the work of His cross. Now, that is not what I'm going to do. I'm not the typical, I want money out of you and then if you give, then God's going to bless you. Now, that is one of the greatest lies that has ever been taught in church People's been manipulated through that lie. They've given themselves into bankruptcy. I've got a, a friend that's given himself and is given so much money away that and, and he's lived in that lie because that's what he was taught all the time. It was I'm honest, it, to, it, it wasn't his fault. People taught him that. Now, it can be the fault of a person because you need to study the Word of God for yourself. But we go into this thing ignorantly, believing that whatsoever the preacher says is the truth. And uh, people get into a thing where they say, if I give, then I'm going to be blessed. And that gets twisted and manipulated. And preachers become rich. It's not wrong to be rich. But preachers become rich because of manipulation and wrong doctrine. Now, if we, we can become rich through the grace of God. You can be rich through the grace of God. Hallelujah. So, and that is what you can enter into. Now, there's two types of grace when it comes to finances. The first one is God enriching you. God giving you finances through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Then there's another grace, the grace of giving. Now, let's go to that. Now, um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, it says, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Now, he says here, I want to testify to you about the grace of God that was on the churches in Macedonia. How that in great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberty. For to their power, I bear record, yes, beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we should receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Now, what this is all about was, Paul came... um, And he collected money for poor saints. Then these people in Macedonia, they were just as poor. But the grace of God came upon them and even out of their poverty, they couldn't stop to give. So what I want to tell you is, um, if you must crank yourself up to give, you're not in the grace of God when it comes to giving. You're still under works righteousness and you are under 
you are obligation and you don't give cheerfully. Now, we're not willing to receive finances that way in web church. If you must crank yourself up to give towards this ministry, we are not willing to receive that money. But if you come to a place where you say in your heart, My God, this message of grace means something to me. It blesses me. It, it's changed my life. And I want to see the, this gospel being preached all over the world. You know what's going to... If that's in your heart, that is the outflow of the influence of God upon your life through the Holy Spirit because of you truly understanding what God has given to you by grace financially. Amen. So, if you in your heart feel, man, I want to give to Dynamic Web Church. Uh, it's the same spirit that came upon the church of Macedonia. So if we are in the grace of God, the grace of God will enrich us financially and the grace of God will enrich us in our good works when it comes to giving. So nowhere does anybody have to be afraid about, uh, for the teaching of grace when it comes to finances because it enriches us in all areas of life. Hallelujah. So if you want to give... Um, you can go on the website and you can just, under donate, there's bank account details. Go to your bank and make a deposit if you, out of your heart, feel you want to do that. If you don't want to do it out of your heart, you can just keep your money. Not that I say, keep your money because you don't want to give to me. No, keep the money. And go and buy yourself some clothes. Bless yourself. Do something good. Amen. And experience the blessing of God for your life as well. But I want you to open your heart to say, My God, I want to be enriched by your grace in all areas of life. Amen. Well, isn't that awesome? That is liberate. That's liberating. That's good teaching when it comes to finances. Now, um, I just want to have one or two announcements, then we're going to get right into the Word. Number one, uh, if you find that I go offline every now and then, press F5, it refreshes the screen. Then uh, we've also... Uh, contacted some radio stations and it's going very well. Tomorrow I'm posting my first samples of messages to uh, a radio station in our area, to two radio stations actually. And uh, man, it's just going to be awesome to see the response. I believe that we will get a time on that radio station. Uh, at this moment they said that they, they've got time in the middle of the night, you know, like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And we decided that we will take that time just to get a foot into the door so that we can at least when the people respond to the program, because I believe we will get wonderful response from our program, because it's the message of grace. Hallelujah. I'm going to call it um, Testimonies of Grace. That's our radio program's name, Testimonies of Grace. The vision of that is to preach the message of grace, do gospel crusades in the area, take people that has um, been healed, received miracles, signs and wonders in their life, bring them into the studio from where I'm broadcasting right now, make a, a, a radio recording, or recording for the radio station, and then get testimonies of what the grace of God has done in the lives of people. And then once a month we will have a live broadcast where people can phone in and just testify of what the message of grace has meant to them. Amen. So I believe it's going to impact many people. So if you have got a heart for prayer, if you want to just exercise the authority that God has given to you, you can speak over Dynamic Love Ministries what God has already said over us. That we are a prosperous world-shaking ministry that loves people, that's vision is not to build a ministry, but to build people, and we will make an impact in the whole world. So, if you want to pray for that, you are more than welcome to do that. And then, next week, um, a mon- yeah, in Monday, this Monday, a week from then, we're going to, I drive to Durban, and we're going to get all our equipment that's still over there from our previous crusade. We're going to move it to down to uh, Malmesbury, and then in February we're going to start to do our first gospel crusades in the area here. And man, you will see that if we are in a 3G area, you will see um, on the website you will find a button that says Crusade Live Broadcast on the homepage. You will find that, and you will you, you'll be able to just log in there and see what happens in these crusades. Amen. Right, let's get into the Word of God. Um, let's open the Bible in Romans chapter five. And I'm going to read my favorite scripture. Romans chapter 5. I'm going to explain the gospel just in simplicity. And then from there, we're going to go to how do we maintain our Christianity? How do we walk our Christian walk? Hallelujah. Right. Romans 
Romans 5.19. Now, I just feel in my heart I want to say this for if there's first time visitors to Dynamic Web Church. The gospel is very simple to understand and it works in a very simple way. Let me explain it to you. God made man. He made Adam and Eve. And Adam was the representative of man. And God's principle through which He works with us is He works through the principle of representation. Now, Adam represented man. And when Adam fell, all of man fell into sin. That's what happened. You will see, if you go and read the story in the book of Genesis, that when Eve uh, ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, nothing happened. Nothing happened to Adam. They didn't see that they were naked. Nothing. Nothing happened when she ate of it. But when Adam ate of it, which was a representative of man, um, they saw they were naked and they fell into sin. And everybody that was born out of Eve was born into sin even until me and you today. Down to us, we are all born in sin. Now, I mean, that's not fair. It sounds as if it's not fair, but God chose to do it that way. And it works like that all over the world. You can have a president of your country and he can make a foolish decision that's going to influence all of you. That's the principle in this world, the principle of representation. I can have a ministry today. I've got people employed in this ministry. I can go and make some foolish decisions. This ministry can close down and the people that work for me will be without a job for a certain period of time. And they will stress. You know, so... uh, uh, That's the way this influence thing works. But thank God that we had this one representative, Adam, and he represented us in what he did. And when he sinned, we became sinners. And now let's go to verse 19 and read what the Word of God says. And then you'll understand verse 19. It says, For by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. That speaks of Adam. Through one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Now, it actually is supposed to read all, all of us were made sinners. So, by the obedience of one, shall many be made righteous. Okay? Through the disobedience of one, Adam, many were made sinners. And by the obedience of one, Jesus Christ, many shall be made righteous. Isn't that awesome? So, we are not made righteous before God by our obedience to the laws and rules and regulations that's placed before us. You know, so many times in this world we get, we get rules and regulations placed before us. Maybe it's not by, not, not the Ten Commandments, but you've got your own rule that you've made. You know, I should dress this way and uh, I should live a certain good life, then I'll be blessed, then I'll go to heaven, then I'll be approved of God, and so forth. But what I want to say is that you must know that there was somebody else that obeyed on your behalf. Your obedience can never bring righteousness to you. You need to climb into the obedience of Jesus that brought righteousness to you through faith and then you'll receive the reward as if you have obeyed it. Let me explain it this way. If you need to go from Cape Town, South Africa to New York in North America, man, it's about 11 or 12,000 kilometers. If you've got no vehicle that can take you there, if you don't have an airplane or a ship, you will never be able to reach New York. Now, what is needed is somebody with the ability to build an aeroplane that's got the know-how, that's got the knowledge, that's got everything that needs to be done in order to make this plane and then you can get onto the plane and then fly there. Now, let me explain to you this whole whole thing. Jesus Christ had the know-how, He had the faith, He had the obedience, he had the righteousness, he had the holiness, everything to take man from where he is in his sinful position and place him in a place where God wants man to be um, in a place of perfection. And that's where we are through Jesus Christ. The obedience needed for you to be righteous could only be attained by Jesus. He obeyed on your behalf. He died on your behalf. He carried your sickness and He did everything right in order for you to be healed all the time. Amen. We easily say as Christians today, Jesus died for my sins. But why can't we say He obeyed on my behalf? Now, many people don't want to say that Jesus obeyed on 
uh, our behalf because how will we then get people to do what we think they must do um, for us, you know, because we cannot manipulate them. So I want to tell you the truth. Jesus obeyed on your behalf. Therefore, you are called the righteousness of God. So if you want to become a Christian today, it's very easy. Just believe what I say and grab a hold of it with a purpose to make use of it. That's it. So you say, my God, I hear what Bertie is saying. I feel this faith coming in my heart. It is really good news. It's too good to be true. But I believe it. It is the almost too good to be true message, which is the gospel of Jesus. I believe it with all my heart. Thank you, my God. Adam made me a sinner and I lived like a sinner all my life. I've tried my best to get out of sin. I've tried my best to get into sin. I've been bound by this thing. I want to be set free. Jesus obeyed on my behalf and by faith I received that new life and you are placed into righteousness that moment and you are born again. Hallelujah. You are brand new. And then you'll experience that newness in your life. You'll find, but the hold of sin on my life has fallen off. Amen. And from there, we need to now live our Christian life. And that's where the problem comes in. That's where we get so many rules and regulations that we don't know how we've got it because we fall back into sin, we fall back into what is wrong and, and all of that. You know, One day a, a preacher came to me and he said to me, Bertie, and I've listened to this preacher actually, uh, people said it to me many times, and I've listened to a preacher on YouTube uh, or GodTube that said, um, you know, our, our way of evangelism is so wrong because we preach the message of grace. We should bring the law, condemn people, let them feel they are sinners, then we bring uh, grace and let them get, into the, get saved and then we must bring the law again to make sure that they stay in righteousness. And if we preach that, we will get better results like in the days of Paul and Jesus Christ. Now, if you go back to the days of Paul and Jesus Christ, Paul preached only grace. Jesus preached only grace. And Jesus, after three years of ministering to thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people, He only had 120 waiting in the upper room that was willing to take His message. Now, I don't say the church should be the small little group, because it is an ever-advancing kingdom. It's never going to stop. But what I want to say is, don't think that the message of grace does not have power to keep you in righteousness. I believe all the others never understood what Jesus really said. That's why they weren't willing to wait in the upper room for the Holy Spirit to go and live the life that God has given them in Jesus. Right, let's go to um, Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1, and we're going to read from verse 4. It says, Always in every prayer of mine, um, for all of you making requests with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. So what he says is, I pray for you with great joy because of your fellowship, the way you have joined into the gospel. From the first day until now. So the way they joined in was the way they were that same day. They believed that through the obedience of Jesus, I'm righteous. Through the obedience of Jesus, I receive. If you can believe that Jesus paid the tithe, He died the death, He took poverty upon you so that you can prosper financially through what He's done for you, you will find financial change in your life. And I want to encourage you. I know that some of you that struggle financially is listening to me right now. Never think... You know, this is just going to happen in one day and I believe it today. It must happen right now. If it, doesn't, if it hasn't happened right now, uh, it doesn't work. No, you don't believe something because you want the change today. Faith is a persuasion that comes to you because you know something is really the truth. Now, I do believe that Nelson Mandela was president of South Africa and that Tabumbeki is president of South Africa today. Now, I'm not going to benefit out of certain things that they've placed there. Like, um, you know, certain people get free houses and all of that in South Africa because they are of a very low income group. Now, I'm not going to benefit out of that. Now, I can't say because I haven't received that house today. You know, that I don't believe that Nelson Mandela was president of the country and that the ANC rules the country today. I can't say that. Even if I am, um, if I qualify to receive a house like that. I know there's so many millions of people in South Africa that has not received what was promised what was it? Ten years ago. Now, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change the fact that the promise still stands 
It doesn't change the fact that they will receive it someday. It doesn't change the fact that Nelson Mandela was president of the country and the ANC is ruling the country today. So we don't believe something because we receive something. We believe something because it is so. Hallelujah. So I want to tell you, you receive the message of grace, you will experience peace in your heart. That's the first thing that you will give, get right there. And then you will see a change in your finances as things continue and as things happen. God will bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. And I believe the message of grace when it comes to prosperity is so much higher than the message of tithing and sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping is not from God. Let me tell you, it's not God's message for you. It was God's message for Jesus. He obeyed on your behalf and now we prosper through the obedience of Jesus. Amen. Right. And this is the way the church in Philippi lived all the time. They received the gospel like that and then they were joined into the gospel and they fellowshiped with Jesus based on that for all the time after that. You know, so many times we get saved, after we got saved, we say, thank you my God, I'm the healed, I'm the saved, I'm everything. And then you find that you get a sore knee a year from now and then you say, oh my God, what sin have I committed? And then somebody comes, gives you 20 rules, points out all the sin in your life, look for a devil in your house and all those type of things to tell you, listen, uh, uh, this is what you've done wrong in order to receive this and you must now change and try harder and get rid of this bad attitude you have and then you're going to feel better. And all of a sudden we think it sounds so good because this thing is promoting more holiness and it's preached out of the Bible. So we're going to do it. And that's where you start to die. Because all of a sudden it's not by His faith. I've been made righteous because I've placed my faith in His faith. Where must we believe? We put our faith in the fact that His faith was big enough to bring us salvation. We put our faith in the fact that... um, Him becoming poor upon the cross on our behalf was taking my poverty and when He was resurrected into eternal wealth and prosperity, we were raised into that with Him. Hallelujah. That is what, that's how we get, I put my faith in the fact that His resurrection was powerful enough to make me rich. I can't put my faith in my ability to do business. Because what if you're not a good businessman? Are you not going to be poor? No ways. I'm not even in business. I'm a preacher. And I'm not going to make a business out of this ministry. So, how will I ever prosper? The only way we're going to prosper is by resting our minds in the finished work of what Jesus has done for us. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? And that's what he writes to the church in Philippi. Amen. This is it. Being confident. Now, let's verse 5 again. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing, that he which begun the good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is right for me to think this of you, because I have you in my heart. um, Let's read the whole thing there, then I will explain it. Inasmuch as both in my bonds, in the defense and the confirmation of the gospel, you are are all partakers of my grace. Now I want to read this verse 7 so that you can understand. It says, It is right for me to think this of you because you all are partakers of my grace. So what he says is, he says, the good work that God begun in you, the fact that you got saved by just, I believe. I've given my life to Jesus. He started a work in you by that simple faith. Now, Paul says, I also believe that he will finish his work, that which he has planned for you in this life, which includes the glorification of your physical body. Amen. Into eternal life that you will never die at the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what it says. It says, the Lord will return and when he returns, those who stand righteous before him will receive immortal bodies to be as he is. Okay. That's what he says. He says, the good work that I've done in you, the day you believed, the Lord will perform it until the day when He comes back. You will will still be righteous before God. Why? He says, because you are all partakers of my grace. You know, Paul called this message of grace, His grace. His message of grace. Amen. That's what I want to say as well. This is my message of grace. 
that I preach all over the world today. And whosoever believes this, I want to tell you this, that I, it is right for me to think that the good work that God has begun in you by giving you a new spirit, by giving you a new life, by giving you newness of mind and everything, in one moment, the day you believe, I tell you, it's right for me to think, if you are still in this message of grace, that He will complete until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, when He returns to this planet. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, For God is my... Uh, let's go to verse 9. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. So what he says is, this is my prayer. You are walking in love. You've got a revelation of God. But I pray that you will just have more knowledge of what Jesus has done for you freely. And uh, it says there in judgment, in other words for judgment there is experience. That you will just experience His love more and more and know His love more and more so that your love may abound towards others. Hallelujah. And, he, and we've talked about the love of God now for eight sessions. Go into that, listen to that, you will see what God means by that and what I mean by that. Amen. I can't get into that now, it's going to take another hour. Now I want us quickly to go to um, to Second Corinthians, no, First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter 1. And what I want to say to you today is, the way you get saved is by believing on Jesus. I believe He died for me. He paid for my sins. Therefore, He saves me. What does salvation mean? He gives me a new spirit. He places me in Christ. He makes me righteous. Okay? Now, if you continue to believe that way, if you don't go back to do's and don'ts and regulations and how must I meditate and what must I do and... You know, wisdom of this world. The right thing you must do in order to have a prosperous business. The right thing you must do in order to have a healthy body. The right thing you must do in, for this and that. If you don't fall into that, but you say, because of Him, Hallelujah, I will be healed. Because of Him, I will be a good husband. Because of Him, I'll be a good father. Because of Him, I will run this ministry in a good way. Because of Him, I will do what He's called me to do. And you continue to look at the message of grace. Now, th that's what I want to say. If you start in Christ, end in Christ. The Bible says He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Sometimes we think that Jesus Christ started this thing and I need to complete it by my works and try hard. And so many times when God puts a vision in front of you, He says, Bertie, uh, I want you to go and um, preach the gospel over the, all the world. Then I say, oh yes, I received salvation by grace, but now I, by my power, I'm going to make this ministry stand and I'm going to preach the gospel all over the world. That's the wrongest thing a person can ever do. And same with you. If God's given you a vision and God's making it possible for you to run in that vision, don't think, well, now I'm going to do this. This plan, that plan. No. Relax. Do it the same way you got saved. How did you get saved? I felt an unction of the Holy Spirit. I felt this thing is right for me. Yes, I felt I believe this. And I'm going to do it. That's the way I started the web church. That's the way I started the television ministry. I didn't say, well, God told me I must... Uh, uh, he gave me a commandment, I must win the whole world, and now, I don't have the right staff, I don't have people, but I'll use these people uh, to the maximum to fulfill the call that God's given me. Now, that's not the gospel, <laughs> that's what happens in churches, but that's not what's supposed to happen. What's supposed to happen is, you need to just feel the unction in your heart. You need to feel that compassion for the lost. You need to feel, man, my God, I, I want to see people being discipled in the message of grace all over the world. What can I do? How can I do this? And then you find God telling you in your heart, man, start a web church. And then as you start this, you find, but it's growing, the finances is coming, the plans, everything falls in place, and it's just growing. Amen. And that's exactly how you're going to live your vision. Not trying to, well, God's blessed me now, now what must I do now? I've got this vision, I've got this prophecy. And now I must make this prophecy come into fulfillment. No. That prophecy is not to tell you what you must do. That prophecy is to tell you what's going to happen to you. As you rest in the grace of God. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time. I want to just read this one scripture. It says, It says here from verse 4. 
I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. So Paul comes and he is so happy that they are in grace. He says, God, I just want to thank you on their behalf that I'm in grace. You know, because it's like he was so, uh, uh, there was so much gratitude in his heart for what happened to those people. Now listen, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given to you by Jesus Christ, that in everything you are enriched by Him. So see, the grace of God enriched them in everything, in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come behind in no gift, gift waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also, listen to this, confirm you unto the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what I want to say here is, the grace of God enriches us in everything. And as we stay in the grace of God, we stay blameless before the Lord. And this is what he says here. He says, His grace has enriched you. It's made you blameless the day you got saved. And then he says, it's enriched you in everything. It makes, makes you a good father, makes you a good mother, makes you a good husband, it makes you a good businessman, it prospers you in finances, it makes your life good in every way. Amen. It gives you every attribute of God. Long-suffering, patience, kindness, goodness, temperance, all those other things. It gives it to you for free. Okay? And it says... Um, that, we be, that the church in Corinth came behind in no gift. And all, they've received it all. And all that they were waiting for now is the return of the Lord. And then he said, this message of grace will also confirm you through Jesus even in the day when the Lord returns. In other words, what people are so scared of, judgment day. In that day, he will confirm you. He will, he will approve of you and he will stand blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Man, isn't that awesome? This message has blessed me. This Sunday service was such a blessing to me. And I want to tell you that you can walk in this blessing every day. God loves you. God cares for you. And He is just about to explode into your mind more and more of this message of grace as you're going to just read your word further today. In the week to come, man, you'll just find God is just showing me more and more and more. I've come to this conclusion that there's no other message but the message of God's grace. There's nothing that can produce peace like the grace of God. When things go wrong in my life and sometimes they do happen, things doesn't go according to plan, I've got peace in my heart because I know who God is. And I know I just rest in His grace. He's just going to be good to me. He's just going to influence people. He's going to influence my life. He's going to just do it in such a way through... His kindness and His goodness and His love towards me that I can't but have the best in this world come short, no gift, to the point that I only expect the return of the Lord and when He returns, He, the one that returns, will confirm me as blameless. Isn't that wonderful? That is the gospel. So if you felt any guilt in your heart, I want to tell you, you are forgiven. Let's end off with the scripture. I I must read it. You are forgiven. Forgiven. This is an act. We end off with this. And then we're going to, as we end off, Eliana's just going to switch over to the last worship. And uh, we're going to listen to the songs that we've listened to now, um, as we, before the worship, as we get ready on Skype to speak to each other. And uh, you can just see, you can download Skype there. Um, do it if you want. You can slot in. All the, all the instructions are there. But let's end off with this. Amen. Acts. Chapter 13. Why am I so clumsy now? Well, let's find it. Acts chapter 13 and verse 38. It says, Be it known unto you, therefore men and brethren that listen to this broadcast, that through Jesus it's preached unto you, all your sins are forgiven. And by Him all that believed are justified from everything from which You could not be justified from the law of Moses. So I want to tell you, Jesus Christ, through Him I preach unto you today. You are forgiven and everything, everybody found you guilty on or anything found you guilty on, you are justified. Justified means just as if I have never sinned. 
or never have done such a wrong thing and then blessed according to being righteous. That's justified. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for that. We're just going to pray together and then we're going to go into the worship in Jesus' name. Father, I want to thank you that I can just bless this congregation. I thank you, my God, that they are blessed all over the world. That they have got peace in their hearts as they listen to this message. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and Amen. Thank you that you've listened to this broadcast. I know that you're going to be blessed. You're going to prosper through this in your heart, in your soul. Everybody is just going to receive such a blessing as you continue in this. Meditate on the scripture. Go and listen to this. And now we are going over to the worship. And I believe that just listen to this as we go out of this. And, um, and then we, if, you, if you want to talk with us, discuss this message more on Skype, you are more than welcome. God bless you.